requires me getting up. Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. And welcome to episode, what do we say, 105? 105. Are we sure, Kathy? Sure, 105. <laughs> we are. Since John cleared that up last time, I am now on track again. There we go. So there we be. Uh, so welcome to 105. Today's episode, uh, we are going to talk about, and it's John's favorite subject, um, let them play. Let them have fun. 2020. Let people have their fun. Let people have their fun in 2020. Um, what that's going to be, we're going to let John take control of that. But before we do that, we need to do a big shout out to all of our sponsors. Um, shout out to, um, Tectonic Crest Studios, uh, for supplying some really cool stuff for us. Uh, in the next year, we'll be giving that away on our New Year's Eve special uh, our, our first podcast in the new year. Uh, we're going to do some giveaways. Um, and then um, we also want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting this stuff and doing a lot of cool things for us. Uh, we also, if you like anything on Muse on Minis, use our discount code. You get 10% off everything you buy. Um, and that code is more than dice, all one word. And we also want to thank Creature Caster for being super, super awesome and supporting us um and we will be doing some creature caster stuff um in the new year i have some models i need to paint be using the creature caster paints which i'm really super excited to do um but i will be also um working on some marvel crisis protocol models again tonight because uh, i need to start getting my final 10 models that i think about taking to adepticon ready um so we'll be working on that. Um, also, don't forget to watch Kathy. Um, Kathy streams Tuesday through Friday every week, most likely, or most of the time. Um, or she'll be doing some new stuff. Are you going to be working on Plaid Widow this week, Kathy? I will be finishing up Plaid Widow because it's way easier to finish up one model than it is to finish up eight models. <laughs> so. She'll be done soon. She's almost done. I just need to throw a little bit of color in her hair and her skin. And uh, then I'm on to some more Marvel Crisis stuff. I have Iron Man sitting in front of me at Spider-Man. Uh, I'll be painting Venom soon. Cool. And, Kathy got you know. lucky and got the new Venom. Um, guys, we're I also did. streaming live on Facebook Live on our More Than Dice um page also uh we're testing out a few things should be okay because it's all done in one program now thank you and we'll be working on that i'm gonna go and switch over to the paint cam so i can get started before we do anything else um 
I gotta get rid of that a little bit. I uh, was getting my 3D prints and I printed off another, my own personal child and set the model down and had some resin on the bottom of it and I haven't been able to clean it up very well lately so I don't want to get messed up. Um, so guys, if you're watching on Facebook Live, John's gonna be paying attention to that also. Um, I can see some of it. Uh, this is the way. Uh, no, this is the way. I got to reprint Hey, great too. big slug. You great big lug. Um, so, Kathy, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking uh, gin and tonic. What? Big surprise. John, what are you drinking tonight? This. What is this? Apple? Captain Morgan Apple Smash. Apple Smash. Not the whole thing, because I drank, like, a third of it already, so. Sander and Guest Freaking and Dr. Ah. Pepper. Aha! Fan. Yeah. Right <laughs> I deserve it. Is that your Spider-Man? No, this is, uh, already no, finished Spider-Man. No, this is that's, Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther, yeah, I yeah. recognize that because Spider-Man's got the, you know, that hand thing going. That's how you know what color you should paint him. Purple? Pink? Pink. Fake. I am actually going to paint him black because it's going to be super, super quick and easy. Uh, Captain Mizzy is drinking coconut rum and juice. Maybe a little wine later. I am drinking um, some scotch um, and a 12-year-old scotch. So we'll be taking on that. Only about a finger's worth today. So, um, Do we have any tributes that we need to give out today, John? Kathy? I'm almost certain people died this week. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I did not hear of any uh, um, celebrity deaths, let's say. Okay. Were any things? Uh, doesn't mean there weren't any, but considering how much time I if, had. If, any, Facebook, if anybody else knows of any, uh, you know, feel free to type in the, in the chat. Yep. Hey, Brian Emick. You must be liking on Facebook. Yes. That's, our new, that's our new thing. Long time new see. So, to everybody listening, everybody watching, everybody doing everything, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, come check us out on Facebook. Check out our Patreon. Rewards are changing next month um, with some new things coming out and new things happening. Um, so other than that, cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's good. And my Colin 12 is really, really good. Um, where is my black? Black, 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 black. So, of course, Black Panther, I'm going to paint black with contrast black. And it's just going to be slathered all over him. You're not going to paint him lavender first? No. Lavender Panther. Lavender well, Panther? Well, then you put the black uh, over. I, I know what you're getting at, actually. <laughs> John knows. I've been looking at a lot of... Uh, uh, comic book covers of Black Panther lately and looking at the, the art on those and mm -hmm. there's some really interesting lighting that they do in that art that makes it really interesting and more than just black. Yeah. I, I think I would do black and then I would try and get white in the recesses because you can touch it up easy with the black and then I would do one of the contrast purples in over the white to, or, or purple wash or something to get that uh, color in there. Well, I, I might do a purple wash after it. Oops, got oh. a little bit of noise coming through. I saw 
it's uh, Epic Deck Studios do Venom, and he did it in his comic book style that he that he does. So Which he well. does amazingly, by the way. Yeah, and his Venom looked really cool, and I kind of want to take his color scheme and and do my own sort of take on that and but he is my inspiration for that when i start painting venom yeah he i know a lot of like quite a few of my locals are like dude do you know epic duck studios i goes well i know of them i mean personally he's like his comic style is like really really good i'm like yeah he knows how to do the comic style paint scheme really well and stuff so I know a lot of people follow him for that thing. Yeah, so he he streams as Epic Duck Studio or Studios on Twitch. So we'll shout out for him. Um, But so, John, you brought up a good topic, and I think we need to cover it because this is something that we probably need to talk to a lot of people about, and hopefully, people just get it and they understand. I hope so. So I mean, it, it, it's not—it's not a dig on anybody, but it, it, it's kind of something that we've noticed that we'll. Don't get me wrong, I'm a competitive player, and I like the competitive scene. I like going to tournaments, blah 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 blah. But um, there's something we've always preached about games, and uh, something that Marvel Crisis Protocol is trying to do is what kind of what you're thinking about. And so, um, what do you mean by just let people have their fun, or however you want to, or twenty twenty? I can't remember how you said it. it let it's it's let people have their fun. That's that's uh, it was a it's funny. It came out a quick thing on one of the Legion Facebook groups. People were going going off about. Usually, it's something about how the tank is unrealistic, blah, 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 or, you know, what's better, or just, like, you know, or tell people, like, oh, the tank's not as good as the ATST or some crap mm-hmm. like that, and someone just said, let people have their fun, and I'm like, we need to make that the motto for 2020, and then <laughs> it is now the motto for 2020, let people have their fun. No. Uh, it's too easy to get stuck into the, the whole, this is better than this, oh, you shouldn't use this because this is, let people have their fun. It's games. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. If someone says, hey, what should I use for, you know, competitive play because I think this is, that's not going against what they're asking about. That's no. not going against your motto. Yeah, that's a whole different conversation. Correct. Yeah, so we're not saying, yeah, we're not saying that if somebody's saying, hey, I want to be the best <clears throat> tournament player and I want to use the best models and the best list and so on and so forth, we're not, we're not <laughs> dogging on that. We're, we're talking about just in general uh, because there's a lot of things that we need to look at for, um, gaming period that it's everything's a game whether we yeah, it's want all a game. To. you need to remember so people ask questions in formats and, and we need to answer the question they're asking and this is actually a thing I, I beat into the head of the people I work with um, so if someone goes hey I really want to use an ATSD in my list for example uh, does anyone have any good lists with an ATSD don't say well, the tank is better, or the meta doesn't allow the ATST to live long enough to be to work. That's not what the fuck he asked. He asked, "Do you know of any lists that have the ATST?" It sounds like your answer is no. Just toddle along and go. Oh, cool thread. Leave it alone and continue on and let him have his fucking fun. 
he wants to play with it. That is going to bring him joy. Don't don't shit on it. Yeah, it's I could say it harsher, like stop shitting on people's fun, but that sounds terrible for motto. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll say that, but usually to someone's face because that sort of engenders that. But you, you want to let them let them have their fun. If someone's like, hey, I really want to use crossbones in every list. How does he interact with all these characters so I can mix and match the character group around crossbones? Because this guy loves crossbones. Don't say, well, crossbones is slow and terrible and you really shouldn't use them all the time. It's like, all right. Well, you know, I read this article. It gives all the ideas of crossbones and how he works in certain scenarios and send them there. Or you don't have an opinion based on the question. It's okay to not have an opinion or to go, oh, you know, I'm not going to bring anything to this conversation and, and, and toddle along and let that go. You don't have to. It's not like he's impinging your honor because he wants to play crossbows or wants to play an ATST or wants to play something that you think is terrible. It has nothing to do with your life. And by jumping in, you're not actually helping. I know you're trying to, usually. Usually. But that doesn't actually help. You need to actually help and let people have fun. If I say, you know, I want to play Legion and I want to lead my list with Jin Erso. Don't say, well, Jin's terrible. You should really trust him. No, no. I want Jen Erso. What what else do you suggest going with her? Let's let's meta some stuff. Let's figure some shit out. It's 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 too easy to just try and bend people to your thinking and yeah. well and if you want to play something like that in casual games, because you know, probably that's what you're doing is playing in casual games because you know, you're not maybe not taking a, a list like that to a tournament. But even if you are and you plan to be on the last, you know, tables, then that's fine too because you're just there to have fun. Uh, Xander brought up something I think that should be uh, we should talk about. Uh, what did you say, Xander? How do we get people who play competitive all the time that don't know how to play otherwise? The problem is, and it's not you know being rude or mean or anything. You can't. Um, you can't force someone to play a certain way. If they're going to play competitive, they're going to play competitive. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, you could suggest it, you know, offer it. Maybe, you know, hey, I, I really don't want to play this. But there are people that's their only lot in life uh, when it comes to gaming is I'm going to play the most broken, powerful stuff I can because that's what I do. And the real way to, to get them to change, and I hate to do this is the worst thing possible, but it's the only way to get them to change, is just not play them. Say, look, man, I know you play really competitive. I don't have anything for you, so uh, sorry I can't play you. Or I don't want to play you because I'm not looking for that experience. It sounds harsh. It's kind of anti-inclusive, but at this point, they've excluded themselves from the issue because they're yeah. not willing to change to meet yeah uh, let's call it the meta because the meta is that's fair i mean if you if you find someone not fun to play against why would you be playing them you know you can yeah, choose exactly. not to play them now now in i've done a lot of uh playing uh transformers tcg at the local game store against as i like to jokingly call them randos they're not all randos i know i know most of their names but I sort of know where each one sits in the you know competitive hierarchy, and I usually ask them, "Hey, what do you want to play against? Do you want to play something serious? You, what are you doing?" Because some of them have different levels. There's a couple guys who only have one level. There's a guy who's like, "I only have one deck." I'm like, "Okay, cool. Well, let's just try some stuff against it then." 
you know, we'll have a good time. I know what he's looking for. He knows what he's looking for, and he's okay knowing sometimes he's not going to get a game if someone's looking for something purely casual or, you know, jump into games. He's not going to get a good challenge sometimes because I'm just seeing how something plays out quickly. You know, he knows that he's accepted that that is, you know, uh, that that that's sort of his lot in life now. He knows that, you know. But there are people who don't know and they just want to smash the hardest thing ever into every deck, regardless or of what it is, or every list. And at some point, you just don't play them. And I hate that because that's sort of the opposite of what I want to pre- preach. But sometimes it is what it is. Yeah, and and it, and it kind of stinks because you really don't want you're not alienating them, but you got to play what you want to do and not, you know, I don't want to say stroke their ego, but that's about the best way to put it. Unless you are the one, unless you're the engine that drives that particular game at your local store. Um, You know, if you are the one who gets people playing whatever game or what have you, if you are, if you started it and you're the one keeping it going, you're going to have to be ready for everything in that case. But that becomes sort of your thing of letting people have their fun because you're running the game. You have to sort of take a hit and let everyone else have their fun because you're, you know, sort of keeping it going. You know, it's if you back when you were the War Machine guy running the store or I was one of the War Machine guys, you know, the standard bearers for the game, I'd have to be ready to play casual or competitive at any moment based on what people came in with. But you never tried to force the competitive guy into casual though you can play him with casual lists because you just stomp your face and it happens. Um, and you don't try and force the casual guy in tournament lists. Now, if they come in trying to play, you know, just out of the book with no scenarios, you sort of try and push them towards a scenario maybe. But, you know, it's, it's stop trying to, to turn people to your thinking and just sort of, you know, help them play. And, and maybe you can't. Maybe you have to uh, agree to disagree. It's like opinions, you know. Sometimes you just have to. It may be like, oh, cool, I see you want to play that way. I just don't want to play, but if I see anyone else who wants to play that way, I'll let them know that you're looking for a game like that. Yeah, and some, some competitive players are like, yeah, I, I can play you something a little bit less casual or, you know, a little less, you know, they can play a little bit less competitive style and not just go for the auto win, but go, hey, I think I got you right here and I want to show you how, but I'm not going to do that because I want to continue and I know that you're wanting more than just a kick my ass game yeah you're you're looking to learn blah 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 but this is what i see and this is the reason why it would happen but let's say i don't see that and you know just you know walk away and try a different thing he's like so i'm gonna go try for instead of assassination win a scenario win or you know whatever but i mean they're i hate to say because not every competitive uber competitive player is like what xander's talking about or what we've mentioned where they're just like no i'm not only I'm only going to play competitive, super badass stuff. And if you can't handle it, tough shit. Because there are a lot of competitive players that are like, uh, no, I want more people playing the game. So I'm going to continue to help this guy and just play because that's kind of what you do. Well, yeah. So, example, when we started playing Malifaux again, uh, people were not enjoying playing against my Masaki list. So I would I put Masaki away and start breaking out other stuff because... Even though I enjoy the crap out of playing Masaki, if they're all not enjoying it, um, why should I continue to play it? Because you want to you know? win. 
That's not you that want to crush to their souls so that they get into their car at the end of the day at the game store and cry on the way home. Except that, it's, that it, you crush their soul more by playing something different and then still beating them. No. <laughs> that was more soul crushing. <laughs> Honestly, I've been beaten before and you know that it's a good player that you're losing to when you mm-hmm. feel like you've learned something and you had fun even though you lost, and you come away feeling good about it, maybe you talk about it afterwards, about what you could have done better, or, you know, why the other guy made some of the choices that they made with their strategy, mm-hmm. and you learn from it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and But that's all should be based around the thing of we're all just trying to play games and have fun. Different people have different fun. Let's not, uh, you know, not, not shit on their fun. It's the same with everything. If they like something, don't just say, that's terrible. No, you don't have to like it. You can wander off. I, I let a million Twitter conversations a day go because I ain't got nothing nice to say and I'm not going to add anything to it. Oh, yeah, just scrolling on is, a, is now, an unsung sometimes I have talent. constructive to say, and sometimes I'm actually there for moral support. You know, example, a guy was upset that the Patriots were losing their game, and I'm like, you know, hey, you know, the stuff happens. You can moral support. I don't like the Patriots, but you know, you know they're going to play harder because they lost. You can, you can be there for moral support with somebody, even if you don't necessarily agree with what you know with their their team or whatever. You could say they can post a list, and you can go like, I don't agree with this main concept of this list, but I like this interaction in your list. You don't have to say the first word like, I like how this and this work together. You know, it's like that constructive criticism we call we talked about last week, but it's the same thing. I think it's just not shitting on it. I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, anything nice to say, sometimes just don't say anything at all. It's only your friends and the people who literally ask for it. I don't mean that facetiously in any way. People who literally ask for it, do you you give them both barrels, so to speak. And if you really feel like you need to make a comment, like you need to comment on whatever thread this is, you know, look at what they're doing and find something good, like John says. I like the synergy between you know, this and that. Or if, if it's a painting thing, you know. Sure. I I really like the contrast, the cool to warm contrast. You have find something. Take your I time. I like the unique colors you chose think. for this model. Yeah. It sounds like, there's it sounds models. like you're just being an ass, but you really, like, sometimes I see people doing just crazy stuff, and obviously they need more practice or whatever. But yeah. I'm like, I like that you went completely outside the box for what you're painting. That's how I feel, too. I'm like, I really like this concept. Could it have been executed better? Maybe. You know, but that's not for me to say because that's not what they're asking. But I really like the color combinations that they use. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it, it, the same thing applies to games when you're looking at somebody's army list or whatever. Just find the thing that that you can compliment them on. And if yeah. you can't compliment them because you really feel like you have to be brutally honest, then just shut up. Yep. Shut the fuck up is an option always, too. <clears throat> Here's a good example. One of the guys I, I know on, on Twitter is asking his buddy, hey, what power level are we playing tomorrow evening? And I know they're talking about 40k. And honestly, I don't like power level. It's not a good way to play a game. It's not really balanced. Am I going to jump in and say, why are you guys playing power level? It's crap. <laughs> That's stupid. I've injected myself as a conversation that I'm not going to add anything to, so just let them go. They're having fun. Who cares? Right? 
It doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know, what I think in their game. They're having a game. It's fun. You know? So, like he's asking, you know, you, you, don't, you don't jump in on that. It's like the same people like, um, what pissed me off last week was people who were really upset with the way uh, the Rise of Skywalker ended. They wanted something else from it. They didn't get it. And, you know, it, it hurt them because the movie really hit them in their soul. And someone just jumped in and said, "You guys are pathetic." And literally, if I, I wanted, I could, I would pay a hundred bucks to punch that guy through the internet. I don't, I don't have a horse in that race. I necessarily agree with what they're saying, but that guy pissed me off by jumping in their conversation and saying they're pathetic when they're actually feeling something. That's the kind of thing we need to stop doing. That's why I let people have their fun. Let people enjoy what they're enjoying. You know, someone's watching the phantom menace and thinks it's the best movie ever by all means i am glad you enjoy that movie that much you might actually convince me to rewatch it because you're enjoying it so much maybe i missed something will it change my opinion maybe not i'm not going to try and change their opinion of it and say like oh no this movie's so much better that's not helping anything they're getting joy that's awesome let them get their joy let them have their fun exactly i feel like the it's the unsung skill learning how to just scroll by something without commenting. Yeah. I, I get on Twitter and make it an effort to do that. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's hard sometimes. People say stuff that really triggers you, but unless you really have something constructive to say, just keep going. No, you're stupid. Your opinion sucks. That's not an answer. You know? Unless, of course, you really want to make somebody feel like shit, in which case we're not friends. Yeah, good job. Yeah, you, you <laughs> feel good. No, I mean, I, I look at stuff. I mean, I'll just go through. I mean, look, I'm considering every time I scroll past a, a, a thread, if I don't give it a, a, a heart, that means I didn't like it, and that's all I need to know. Otherwise, I give it a little like, and it's all good, right? That's the quietest way. You don't have to hate things. You can just be like, oh, I don't... Like that enough to give it a give it a heart or give it a thumbs up on Facebook. It's okay. You can do that. I mean, you can just walk away. Yeah. What? And again, you're letting them have their fun. You're it will make you feel better, too. Believe yeah. me. <laughs> Get that negative out. We can all be more positive together. It's all good. We can we can support each other. Like I said, you know, you can, you can be that guy who supports his bro even when they make fucking horrible life decisions to drag you down into the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> to be addressed later in the podcast. But, exactly, but you see, but you can be that. You can you can be the one there helping them, and you cannot. You know, I didn't didn't constantly tell them I was a poor life decision you drugged me into. Maybe tap on the shoulder, give a middle finger a couple times. Quietly, but, uh, so you didn't ruin everybody else's fun. Goddamn right, quietly. We didn't ruin anyone else's fun. We suffered. By ourselves. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, you don't you don't need to do that. You don't need to you know you don't need to go in there and cause a rocket. You don't need to start you know you're having a bad game in a tournament. You don't need to start being a shithead and ruining everyone else's fun. Let everyone else have their fun. You know I I've played games in things where I've said as an adult like look you win good job I do not want this game. You're not. I'm not angry. Don't think I'm angry or anything. This is just not the game I'm looking for. You can write this down to win on whatever record you're keeping track of or whatever. And I'm gonna wander off and uh, do something else with my life. I'm sorry for for people who are just listening. Gonzo just waved a 
a 3D printed Pikachu in front of the camera. And it was adorable. It is adorable. Yes. So yeah, so that's, that's sort of adorable. thing, is let people have their fun. Uh, if you want to one-up, go and help them have their fun by, you know, being supportive of things. Like, when someone has a little, like, looks at their little down, like I said, where someone posts on Twitter, you know they're a little upset, you know? Say what you can. I mean, like, like so the guy who, who was a Patriots fan, I followed him on YouTube for a while. He's upset. I'm like, look, man, it's not going to matter. They're going to get inspired by this. This is going to help them. Help them in the playoffs is give them fuel. You know they're going to be better off for it. I don't like the Patriots. I almost actively dislike the Patriots. But you know <laughs> what? This guy seemed a little down. And damn it, I'm doing my part to help people and make them feel a little better. Not like my team's doing good. Fuck. It's terrible, but it is what it is, right? You can help people. It's like, you know, just just do what you can. Uh, Ryzen Design asked, uh, or said that was a cool print. Uh, which one, Pikachu or the child? Uh, uh, yes. Both. Both. <laughs> yes. So were they just on Thingiverse? Uh, yeah, they were just a Thingiverse uh, prints. Someone had posted them up there. And I was like, oh, yep, those are good. You probably hear my printer behind me, too. Yeah, it totally That's... sounds like some crazy Star Trek thing. Yeah, sorry. Got background. one last print. I thought it was going to be done it's, by the time we were done. It's not loud. It's just, you know. It's, it's only loud because I'm not currently ranting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, 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 there's something to say about letting people have their fun. Um, huh? One of the things that uh, came up and I thought was interesting is at Adepticon, uh, of course, Mar Marvel Crisis Protocol is going to be there. Cool. I'm happy about that. I was able to get into one of the first games uh, and stuff, but their thing is not a tournament. It's don't record your wins and losses. You know, they're just doing a little theme thing on it. I'm like, cool. I can just bring whatever 10 models I like and just start kicking people's butts and just having a good time because it's not worried about win or lose. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I guess I am a tournament-style player, but I'm not all about that, and I'm kind of interested to see what they do and how they do it. And I'm, what I'm really, really interested in is their tables because I want to see how they do their tables. Um, well, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, they, they're in the interesting position of having a game that is out of the box, able to be played competitively. So by making events that are the opposite of what they can normally play, i.e. casual, weird scenarios, they diversify their group inherently. Correct. I mean, I see too many games now where literally everyone only talks about tournament play, tournament play, tournament play, oh, what 10 characters are you going to bring, or oh, hey, what's your sideboard for this deck? And I look at them, I'm like, I don't have a sideboard, I don't fucking play competitively. If I had to, I'd think of one at the time, but I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, don't I get me wrong. To have fun. I'm going to bring 10, you know, models that I think are going to do well together. I'm just not going to pick, you know, 10 randos. I'm going to be like, okay, well, the reason why I picked this is because I like this ability and I think it helps with this one and blah, 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 and point-wise and all that stuff. But, I mean, um, the thing is, is just you've got to... And it's hard to say it. you got to get back to what we're doing, and that's playing games. And like I said, I like competitive play because I like that. But 
you don't have to do that 24-7. It doesn't have to always be tournament style. It doesn't have to be, you know, bringing the most uber-broken shit that you can possibly do, which is okay. There's, you, like, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. You with, uh, with power level if you want. Yes. Who cares? You know what, and there's there's plenty of competitive players that like to have fun meme, you know, army lists or fun meme decks for card games or whatever, which they just bring out when they know they're going to be playing casuals, you know, which, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah Andrew, that's uh, definitely a problem. He says, what gets me is how people are actively looking for rules that are not in the system. We need to stop trying to add something that isn't in the game. Now, that's okay to add something that's not in the game in the comfort of your own home or in a hobby store with your tight group of people. Oh, sure. House rules are a thing. Yeah, I mean, I think I know what he's... He, well, I know things like he's talking about. People were upset that uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol, someone's on the top of a, of a size 5 building, someone's on the bottom, and you can punch them. <laughs> yeah, That's range that zero, technically. Range one, potentially. Anything can reach them, and they're like, "This doesn't, this doesn't work." I'm like, "It's superheroes that breaks your suspension of disbelief." Superheroes true, yeah. firing energy blasts and shit. Once but you can pick up cars thing. and throw them at people, then yeah, reality yeah. is out the window. Physics, you know what? Who needs it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, more guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, imagine that guy's lying over that building because he's so huge and. Or you just taunted them enough that they came down trying to hit you, and you punched them instead. Look, yeah. there's a lot of things there. You know, you can explain, or you could just, uh, you know, just relax and you think just the MST3K it. movie. It's just a game. Just roll with it. It's Look, the rule. MST3K manager. It's just a movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, because there was there were some people asking about like falling damage and because like um, I'm gonna destroy this building. Does you know? so-and-so that's on it die or take damage from falling because the building's in the air. I'm like, nah, they have superhero landing. Everybody has it. Yep, superhero landing. Or I throw a guy into the board, into the edge of the board, do they take damage? No? They okay. Well, like there's an invisible force field around there. It's just an arbitrary area where we stop playing. You can't uh, throw them off because... Ball, the thing I loved about that is they had rules for when you got pushed out into the... Uh... And they were simple rules, weren't they? Just <laughs> yes, easy, they quick, were. Like, just throw them back easy. in. Roll or to see what box you throw them in. You're out until the next uh, kickoff. That's yep. it. At the very least, you could be more hurt. Well, that's true. You could actually die. However, if you don't, you could be yeah, back. Yeah, it was sort of the same thing of rules versus fluff from the War Machine Awards days years ago. Yeah. Yeah, remember, in most games, fluff does not equal rules. Correct. Unfortunately. It, it has to be for balance issues usually because the game is supposed to be balanced but at a certain point, remember, these guys balance the game off this thing you think is unbalanced, so just think about that yeah. and then Rustam's uh, design said what about 3D prints, I've heard some places don't allow them is that true? Well, yeah, that. so keep in mind, every time you bring a 3D printed model of something that you could purchase you did not purchase that from the person who spent the time and effort to make that Here's the thing, you're if you're because right now and I even saw it. There's 100 percent 3D printed models of 40k models. Mm -hmm. Stealing. That's called stealing. This right here to test it out. This is a 3D printed Primaris. Am I going to put this on the table? Hell no. D 
Did I see if it could actually represent a full Primaris Marine and be exactly like the entire GW line? Yes. Is yeah. that bullshit? Yes. Thievery is now, what it is. Yeah. Here's the thing. Now, I understand that people are doing bits like certain shoulder pads or certain weapons or whatever. Oh. That I get. Because it's not like every kit can have every option, and that is the one part of the, the game is, sort of gouges people is bits. And I understand it's part of their price model, but I don't really care making, about bits. If you're making shoulder pads that will fit a Space Marine but aren't Space Marine shoulder pads but will still look cool, or backpacks that will fit on a Space Marine that don't look like Space Marine backpacks, but they'll pass and they'll look cool. They'll make your space marine look cool but different. That's totally fine. Mm -hmm. That's not a complete ripoff, a knockoff of the original. And and some of the weapons I see people make are weapons that GW doesn't sell separately. But you're not willing to buy a forty dollar box set for one or two of a certain weapon. And that's understandable. It's it's a it's a hard life of them not having all the options available. Yeah, and it would be it would be different if they still did their bits catalog. Yes. Yes. You know that. And most people who who go for that stuff would have absolutely gotten them out of the bits catalog. Yeah. But um, if you're doing a whole model, and it's a lot like the people buy a lot of locals bought stuff from from China. Um, they bought a lot of Forge World models from China, and I gave them shit every time. I'm like, look, you're literally taking money away from the company who made this, just because you don't want to spend a lot of money. I mean. Just remember that when I make fun of you and when you ask, gee, John, why do all of your events have, all your leagues have something that, uh, uh, you know, give us extra points for buying from the store? Well, because that's kind of the point. Now, because you, you would like home, a store that has tables that you can play on? I was say, if you're playing at home 100% of the time, then it doesn't matter. You and your buddy just play in your house. It doesn't really matter. You guys would use cardboard cutouts or whatever you want. It matters so much less. Yeah. But keep in mind, if you're not supporting these companies, they're not going to be able to make rules for you as they go out of business. I mean, because I have seen full titans on certain you know, websites of, you know, GW stuff. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah. they're there, and people can print them. Um, but there's something, you know, it was like, like I said, I don't have a problem for printing a weapon because, uh, like one of the Tau weapons I have comes one to a $50 box and yep. you need 12 typically on a unit that you're going to field. And I'm like, mm, I could see you wanting to print it, that weapon. No one's going to pay $600 or whatever the, the fee is for those from one of those bits resellers who opens the boxes. Yeah. Because there has to be multiple bits where they're basically charging you a portion of $50 based on what they can quickly sell. And that's I mean, that's really a lot of money for an option that, in a perfect world, should be available in the box. There was, one, uh, there was one weapon that I wanted to equip more of my Dark Angels with for uh, veterans and sergeants and stuff. And that was the storm bolter, oh, yeah. and just the storm bolter with a hand was incredibly difficult to find. It didn't just come on a sprue or in a box. It was actually a metal bit that you had to order special. Now that's something I could see maybe 
I would still feel weird about somebody knocking that off, you know, exactly as a, uh, a 3D print. They but totally do. If if GW doesn't make it available at all like they used to, that's, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, I, I have 3D printed Stormbolters because I wanted more Stormbolters for my Death Watch. Who doesn't? I'm not a guy. <laughs> Between that and shotguns, and also because... I don't necessarily like the way the shotguns look for the marine ones because they're all they're all cool, but they're all two-handed like this. What if I want to give them a chainsword too? What if I want some posability? What if I want variety? You know, they're not losing money because it's not something I was going to buy from them. In yeah. fact, sometimes it makes me buy more kits because I want to make more guys with stormbolters and I need more Death Watch Marines to put the stormbolters on. Yeah, but an entire space marine complete with everything. That's, oh yeah, or yeah. a tank. Or a There's a lot of people who do tanks or tight. It is like, totally it. like sidetracked right into this whole 3D <laughs> printing. Uh, you know, that'd yeah, be a good it, topic for an entire. Uh, I think we episode. have had that topic before, but it, but yeah, it is, we, it's a it's a big topic. It's going to be the big is. topic for the next ever. You know, really? Yeah, forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, because here's the thing: you can 3D print pretty much anything now. It just depends if you're willing to do it or not. Um, especially with the stuff I've seen online and certain places, they you pretty much can, and like I said, you can pretty much print any damn thing you can think of as long as you yeah. can make it. Um, so all these, all these, the child, yeah, uh, what things? That's not that's not Disney license. None of that is. That's a ripoff. That's stealing their IP. The thing is, well, I mean, it's Disney, and so everybody's going to be like, well, they have a gajillion dollars, so who cares? They did make 80% of the money at the box office last year. <laughs> it's uh, still stealing, though. Absolutely. But here's the thing. There are a lot of people that do 3D printing just for themselves and yeah. don't sell yeah. these resale stuff or sell things because there's no need for it. It's like, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. Just do it for, you know, whatever. I have... Yeah. 3D printed a child for someone, and I says, hey, pay me for my materials and your shipping, and it's yours. I'm not making a profit out of it. I'm just getting what I need out of it, and it's done. But, I mean, there are people that are like, because most of the files on Thingiverse are free, or, you know, whichever thing you're going to, and a lot of them are like, don't sell my stuff. But you can go on there, and people are going to sell your stuff. Yeah, you I, like I actually bought some files on Thingiverse for alternate crew members for the uh, Rebel uh, laser cannon. They're whole models, but they're part of a bigger model because I just don't want all, you know, Hoth troopers on there. I want some troopers that are look like normal Rebel troopers on there so I can use them more interestingly in my army. So, there you go. Is what it is. And it's, it's a hard thing. You just have to decide for yourself where your line is for that what you're yeah. willing to do what you're comfortable with uh, morally speaking having worked all through the industry I know exactly what parts of the industry are hurt by what you don't purchase so and if you're spending you know all your money at the local game store anyways and still 3D printing stuff there's not much I can say you're really already given all you can Should we start the media section early? Yeah, we have a lot of stuff for the media section. In, in summary, let people have their fun. Yes, We're, that's one yes. thing we need to we need to like let people know. If 
if someone says they want a casual game and you can't give them a casual game, don't play them. It, it, it's okay. Yeah. They're not going to be mad. They're not going to be upset. But if someone says, hey, I just want to play this and I want to test it out. I know you, you know, uh, or and vice versa. If you're gearing up for a tournament and you want to make sure that you've got the best tournament list, tell the person, hey, I'm trying to gear up for a tournament, not trying to be a dick, but I'm trying to do that. So if, you know, this is not what you want, sorry, I don't want to play you because I need practice. And that's okay, too. But, you know, don't don't force it. Don't go, you have to play in tournament list or only, or you're a piece of crap, or, or only use this model because this model is bad. I think one of your best one was, uh, John, you said was, give me a list with the ATST. Mm-hmm. That one, that to me is, is a perfect thing. They didn't say don't use, you shouldn't say don't use the ATST, but go, hey, this is what I would make. Yep. Or these are upgrades I've seen people use on the ATST that work or right. that scare me or I think are interesting. And if somebody likes a movie that you don't like or, you know, has a hobby that you don't like or does anything that that you don't like that doesn't affect you in any way, don't say anything. It's okay. Let them have their fun. Continue on your way. I'm going to continue to collect stuffed animals because they're adorable and soft. And John is going to continue to like his Star Wars. Okay, my Transformers. And Transformers. And then his Transformers. You know? Don't judge. Continue to like his his 12-year-old Scotch. I also like that, so I'm kind of in total agreement there. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I can go ahead and get rid of... I got Black Panther pretty much done. I mean, there's not much to it. With that's the reason why I was like, I gotta get him done really. I can get him done really quick. Wait, his necklace is white. It's actually silver, but it's being washed oh. out by the light. And for some oh, reason, okay. it's still it's still auto focusing, which really irks the crap out of me. That's so weird. And I set it not to auto focus, so whatever. I may just take and scroll this in because you don't need to see all this space over here. That's thing. what I always do. I always zoom in on my yeah. model. But I mean, it's uh, it's a it is the where's it at? Um, Army painters shining silver. So, but, uh, and then I did white on the eyes. I don't know what I'm going to do with the eyes, but I wanted white on the eyes at least. I was going to switch to the media section. Media section. <laughs> it's that time in the podcast where we talk about movies and TV shows that we've recently watched or books we've read or music that we have listened to stuff Indeed. we like or don't Where like some we stuff um, we review so i have 10 things um i will leave the last one for you john how about that it's a, oh, do we need me. a teaser for it merry christmas joe you get to it to the end <laughs> um so let's see. Let's go ahead and I can go with some of my easy ones. Um, so I watched uh, House with a Clock in the Walls, which is a Jack Black movie uh, about him adopting and it's got wizards and stuff in it. And uh, I know it's based off of a book, uh, but I was just like, oh, it's got Jack Black. I like him. He's kind of fun. He's, you know, silly. I like him. He seems like a pretty cool dude. Um, 
definitely, definitely, definitely a kids movie. Um, kids would enjoy it a whole lot more than me. And I get that, but now I look at this and I can go, oh, okay, I can show this to my kids at school because it's, you know, appropriate. Um, it kind of reminded me of the, um, uh, what is the R.L. Stein stuff that he did? Oh, uh, the Goosebumps? Goosebumps. Kind of reminded me of a Goosebump type book, and it may be, you know, whatever. Uh, but was very much Jack Black in that movie too? Yes, he was too. That's the reason why I said it felt really like that. And so I was happy with it. Um, it wasn't bad. There wasn't anything negative about it. Um, it was good fun. Um, it was silly. It was, you know, it definitely geared toward a certain audience. No problem. Um, I'd give it like a two. But if you have kids that are around, you know, probably like second to fifth grade, they would probably like it because it's just good kid fun. Um, good kid humor. Um, definitely relevant to kids today because there's some stuff about, you know, bullying and such in there. But overall, it was a pretty decent movie. I mean, I didn't have any problem with it. Um, not a big deal. Um, John, do you have something else? Um, sure, I'll do a little quick one. Uh, I watched the first episode of the new Fast and the Furious cartoon that's on, uh, uh, Netflix. Uh-huh. It's like uh, Fast and the Furious Spy Racers or something like that. I'm trying to remember the exact title of it. How's the cussing uh, on it? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's Fast and Furious Spy Racers. It is very inoffensive. It's very kids. Okay. Um, I watched it because for John, I watched the entire Fast and the Furious series. Figured I might as well at least watch an episode of that see if it's worth it. <laughs> I'm probably not going to watch any more unless I have some time when I'm eating dinner or something and I've just got a little bit of time in front of the, the uh, TV because I have to watch it on the TV because it's Netflix. Um, yeah, it's inoffensive. It seems fine for kids. If your kids like Fast and Furious, they're, I mean, this is not like it so much because cartoons don't have the same oomph when it comes to cool car stunts as live action does. But it's, it's inoffensive. It's fun. Uh, though I will say that the, the animated Vin Diesel in it uh, is the second most nightmarish thing I've seen this week. <laughs> More on that later. Um, overall, I mean, I give it... It's it, it's two space herpes. I mean, it's kids fun. Kids will probably like it more. If the kids like Fast and the Furious, they'll probably like it even more. Uh, just don't drink every time they say Uncle Dom because you will die. <laughs> Trust me. And I just watched the first episode. Kathy, do you have anything? So, I started watching The Witcher. Oh, oh The Witcher. Yeah, so, uh, I know Gonzo is, you already watched the entirety of it, right? Correct. I did watch the entire series. Have you watched that at all, John? No, nah, I, I don't have a horse in that race. It's, uh, it is a fantasy series on Netflix, and... What can I say? I have read like a million fantasy novels over the course of my life and I stopped reading them at one point and switched to sci-fi because all the fantasy novels started seeming the really the same. And guess what? It's more of the same. Yeah. Uh, the costumes are awesome. The people are gorgeous. But 
you know, I started watching it like I'm waiting. I'm waiting for something original to happen <laughs> that I haven't seen happen in a thousand <laughs> other fantasy novels. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked it. It was a lot of fun, but like I, I'll agree with you. It's it's more of the same. Um, I finished the entire series. I'm, I'm wanting series season two to come out as soon as possible. I, it's going to be another year. I will finish it because I do like it because I'm a sucker for fantasy series, but it really has nothing original to say that I've found yet. I'm only on on episode four. Yeah. or I've, I've done four episodes, so my next one will be five, but so far, I'm waiting for that something original that's not like every other fantasy novel I've read. Yeah. Um, my big issue was that there was a lot of flashbacks, and it was uh, kind of hard. I don't want to say hard, but it was like, There's, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yep, 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 now where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. There's a few where I could, uh, oh, the first episode was really slow. There's a few that I could get right away, the flashbacks, but there's a few where I was like, I really don't know when this is supposed to be happening. Like, if this yeah. is in the future, or if this is in the past, or when did, the, you know, the whole butcher of whatever that town is that I can't pronounce yeah. uh, happen? That was that, like, back in the past and everything else has happened after it? I don't know. Yeah, it was there, there was a little issue with that, in my opinion. Supposedly... Uh, season two is going to concentrate more on the current timeline and less on going back in time and going back and I mean, forth. I know they're, they're they're just kind of setting some stuff up yeah. right now. At, I mean, at the beginning of the series, but still, it, it can be a little confusing in in places. Yeah, I mean, overall, I didn't have a problem with it. It was just you know, it was still decent, better than most things on TV nowadays. Well, uh, Kathy uh, Gilbert Mondragon says hello. Hey, Gilbert. So, uh, next up, Gonzo. Um, here we go with a good rant. Um, so, I've had a bunch of movies in my queue uh, since I picked up Hulu. Um, and I put them in my queue to watch. I was like, okay, I know I'm going to be off, so I'm going to start watching these. Um, so, I put in the new Hellboy movie. And holy fuck was that bad. I've heard. Oh, it is. Like, the special effects, you're just like, oh, this is a giant blue screen that he's running in front of and pretending to run in place type thing. And you're just like, really? He's running in place behind a, in front of a green screen? Oh, it was a giant scene when they were fighting. I liked the new Hellboy. I thought it was fun. Oh, it was, it was so bad. So, so bad. Um, it, one of the worst things I've watched this year. Um, <laughs> the acting was horrible. The the, the special effects. You. <laughs> hold my beer. Yeah. Hold, hold, hold your beer, yes. Um, but, I mean, it was really bad. I was like, when is this shit going to be over? Um, the fight scenes were bad. The acting was, it was just, it was just piss poor. I'm talking like. I didn't feel like that. I mean, uh, it wasn't brilliant, but I didn't hate it. Oh, I was, I was, I was so upset with it. I was like, this is, this is not good. But then I don't know the comic book. I don't know, like, you know, the origin story and the history and all of the stuff that's in the comic book. I was just watching it for the movie it was. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't really like the second movie so much as the first one. I really liked the first one. The second one I didn't like nearly as much. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it was, even not even talking about the comic book series or comparing them to the other ones, I'm saying as a movie as a standalone was just bad. I'm like, guys, really? Y'all put him in front of a green screen and had him run in place. I'm like, we're way past that in making movies, but I guess not. Yeah, so Xander Warlord says that Hellboy looked like Magic the Gathering at Zendikar the movie. <laughs> and Gilbert Bondragon said it was bad, LOL. Yeah, it was horrible. Uh, so I'm giving uh, it like four space herpes. Um, well, just bypass it. Don't even care. Don't even want to see a sequel, even though there was, you know, a stinger to do it. I'm like, nope, not going to do it. Nope, mm-mm, nope, done. Just move on, guys. Um, do you mean you may keep going? Are you, are you on your special one, John? Oh God, I've still got plenty more. Okay. No man, it's not even eight o'clock yet. No, no, no I just want to make sure because I I don't want to take up you know share the time. So uh, uh, on Christmas Day at my mom's house, we watched two movies. I will do them in reverse order. After watching the first movie, which is a classic, we watched the second classic that my mom doesn't remember much of. It's called Die Hard. I kind of <laughs> quoted most of it since I'd seen it recently. Spoiler, still zero uh, space herpes. It's still awesome. Uh, and it is much more enjoyable when the people you're watching it with don't remember what's happening <laughs> and uh, are like, wait, this doesn't happen, does it? I'm like, no, no, it doesn't do that. Like, oh, okay. Everything's new. It, it was very amusing. But uh, yeah, Die Hard, hey, we're worth watching twice during Christmas. There <laughs> you go. Uh, Kathy, I assume you don't have anything second? No. Okay, um, I watched the new movie or the the Bumblebee movie. Haven't seen it oh. yet. Um, I have not seen it yet. It is on my list because the next one I'm doing for Man of John is uh, the Transformer series. So it's on Amazon Prime for free now. So. Yes, that's the reason why I was like, "Yay, free!" I'll watch it. Um, better than I expected. Much better than I expected. Um, I was really, you know, okay, this is going to be horrible, or you know, this is going to be. Eh, it actually wasn't bad. Um, i that was going to be horrible. It actually got fairly solid reviews. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you, you, you think about it. Oh, a series just based on Bumblebee, blah, 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 blah. Um, kind of not within the certain story time frame or whatever. He's, he's and, the best part of the entire Transformers <laughs> series. Uh, I was, I really, really, really liked it. It was actually pretty damn good. I mean, there were some cringy moments, or, you know, there were some, okay, yeah, we get it, type things, but it actually was pretty decent. Um, I did like, um, at one point of the scenes, there was uh, uh, a part where this guy was reading a GoBot magazine, um, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious, and I looked up some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and there was actually supposed to be a lot more GoBot jokes uh, within so, the movie. Funny note. Hasbro owns both Transformers and GoBots now, so yeah. they can do whatever they want with both. Yeah, so I just thought it was kind of funny. It was, it was still, it was still a good poke and everything at them. Um, music was really good. Um, I'll tell you that right now because it's all based in like the eighties uh, time frame. Um, everything was, it was a pretty solid movie. I would give it like one and a half, maybe two space herpes um, type thing. The robots actually looked really, really good in this. Um, the beginning of the movie is uh, a war, the war on Cybertron, and it shows a lot of Cybertron combat. And I was like, I would love a series about that. 
uh, or a movie about the war on cyber on war on Cybertron. It was really cool um, seeing that. I really would have liked to see more of that. Um, but overall, it was actually pretty good. And it's like I said, it's free on Amazon Prime, so you can go and watch it and, and you know have a good time. But I was pleasantly happy with it. So I thumbs up for me. Go watch it. Awesome. Well, the first movie me and my mom and my niece watched on Christmas Day was A Christmas Story. Shockingly, it was playing on Christmas Day. I don't know when that ever happens. That's a timeless (laughs) classic. But we actually watched it, the whole thing, rather than having it on the background and catching bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it is still pretty much a perfect movie. It's just great from start to finish. It's funny, to fit it in the time allotted, they actually have to cut parts out because they're actually doing it in two-hour blocks so people can catch it. And with commercials, it'll be a little more than two hours, so they cut out the part where he's pretending to be blind in a sort of flash-forward joke because of the soap that they're washing his mouth out with. (laughs) They cut that part out, and I remember that even though I haven't seen the movie from start to finish in years. Um, but still great. Love it. Uh, you know, Darren McGavin, Rock God Rest His Soul, is great as the father. Peter Billingsley is oh, great yeah. as the son. Pretty much everyone in that movie hits their part perfectly. Um, it's great. Uh, I know some people haven't seen it. I'm looking at you, uh, Mr. Crumpacker. You should watch the damn thing. Like, Next never, Christmas. ever. Never Weird. seen it. Weird. Uh, spoiler, Mr. Crumpacker is my boss. He occasionally watches these, so there you go. It's good. It is. it is good. He needs to see it. You need uh, to at least watch it one time. What? It is a classic in any sense. Uh, shock anyone. Zero, uh, zero space herpes, and I give it uh, 4.95 Casablancas out of 5. <laughs> I'd go a solid 5 if, I, if it's the movie I think you mean. I mean, it is, but yeah, 4.95 out of 5. Saying, I mean, yeah. yeah. Just touch off of the Casablanca, but, you know. It's amazing. It is. I cry at the end every single time. Uh, Gonzo? Um, next one I watched was Replicas. Uh, Keanu Reeves movie about <laughs> his family uh, dies and he creates clones of them. I want to jokingly note this is the second movie from one of the YouTubers I follow's worst of 2019 uh, list <laughs> you've just covered. Um, it sucked. Short, like. Yeah, this movie sucked. It was bored to tears. You knew exactly what was going to happen. You knew how everything was going to go. Um, it was very poorly placed. Uh, the placing, uh, spacing and everything of it. And it was just... It, the pacing was just bad. I was like, this is this is horrible. Um, you you didn't feel anything for any of the characters, because before you could get a chance to, they went to the cloning stuff. Um, story is that uh, Keanu Reeves' family dies in an accident, and he clones them and tries to keep it secret because blah, blah, blah. I had a dream like that about my dog. Wait, the sixth day? Arnold Schwarzenegger? Sixth Anyone? day, what you don't remember the movie The Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Was the sixth day? No, no, I don't. Oh. oh, crap, now I gotta figure it out. Gonzo, continue. I'm gonna figure this out. Okay, um, but I mean, like I said, the pacing was horrible. You didn't care about the characters, you didn't care about what was going on pretty much the entire time. It was you could see everything happening. You're like, okay, they're gonna try to do this. Okay, yeah, they're gonna do this. Yeah, they're gonna do this. Yep, 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 we got it. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, get to the end. 
And, I mean, this is like breaching, you know, three and a half uh, space herpes. Uh, complete pass in my type of book. Um, which sucks because, you know, we love Keanu. But this was just a bad movie. There was nothing redeeming about it. I Are you saying it. it was better than the Beastmaster? Uh, no. But that I love the Beastmaster, though. I think John's full of crap for his rating on the Beastmaster. Right? <laughs> I think y'all didn't see that shit when you weren't a kid. It's not a fucking good movie. Yeah. Like, but I mean, but you know what it is. Nostalgia is a bitch. It uh, is. But oh, and yes, the movie is called The Sixth Day, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, involving cloning and all. Released in two thousand. But I mean, it I a complete pass for me. If you just just don't watch it, it's free right now. Just skip it. Go to something better. Go watch Bumblebee, uh, or go watch some of the other ones I'm going to talk about because there was a couple of them that were really really good. Excellent. Well, we're getting closer to my end. Uh, uh, I decided on uh, Christmas uh, Eve, I was done working. I had hobby streaked, uh, I managed to hobby streak uh, really quickly and get that done. So I uh, went downstairs and Bainey and I watched Avengers Age of Ultron because I just have to click a button, it's on Disney+. Plus. What? Then you have to get up and put the Blu-ray in. So, uh, it's still great. I still love this movie. I still think it's very underrated. I would still rate it the second, the third best Avengers movie, though, because... Endgame and the first Avengers are really, really good, but uh, I love it. I think it hits on all marks. The only missteps it makes are really minor ones that are sort of just weird plot choices they didn't need to make, like the whole widow thing where she says she's a monster because she that procedure was done to her. She didn't choose it. If she'd said she'd chosen it, that probably would have gotten it a little closer to what he was going for. But, uh, you know, it, that's pretty much the only real misstep in that movie. On that, I think it's great. I think it hits in all cylinders. It, it starts to show the cracks that uh, happened in Civil War. But I love the crap out of it. Uh, I give it uh, half a shot of crack and, sorry, half a space herpy. <laughs> Gonzo? Um, next one I watch, and it, I thought it was interesting because I was like, oh, I've seen this somewhere before. And heard, heard people talking about it. And um, the Green Book. Um, it was came up on you know Academy Awards. I think it won like Best Actor and Best like Picture or something like that. Um, didn't never heard of it when it came out on the awards, uh, but it came out free. I think it's on Showtime for free or something like that. And sat down to watch it because you know I'll take a stab at it. And it's a drama. Uh, it's, it's a drama comedy in a way. Um, but it's based off the true story of, uh, this African American piano player and pretty much this, uh, gangster and the gangster has to drive and protect the uh, piano player wherever they go. Um, I can't remember when it's actually set in time wise. Um, let me see if I can figure it out real quick. Was it, was it the fifties? Yeah, it was 62, uh, 1962. Um, and so it was, it's one of those movies. I really, really liked it because it did give me some emotions and some feelings. And I was like, I'm going to kick this guy's ass. I'm like, okay, no, it's a movie. Don't want to kick this guy's ass. But because, you know, there's so much racism and sexism and there's just, but I mean, it, it's the, the sign of that time, um, of everything. And you're just like, 
there's some great comedy in it too. Vigo is really good in it, uh, playing uh, this character. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the guy's uh, the other guy's name. Um, that was the other actor. Vigo in everything. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was very solid. I didn't know it was based off a true story when I watched it because uh, they did show some pictures of the the real person uh, at the end and you know kind of describe what happened to him after the movie ended. Um, very good show. I really, really liked it. I'm giving it like maybe, maybe one type space herpes because it's just, you know, there's just a little bit in there. You're like, oh, this is going to be, damn, this is actually pretty damn good. Um, it was the, like I said, acting was great. Uh, the story was really good. You, you, you know, if you're like me and, you know, injustice against people based on anything, you just want to reach through and just like, I can't believe that we're still doing that to people. Um, even today, but I mean, I was, I was watching it and I was like, I can't, cause it's only, you know, it's only sixties, it's in the sixties. And it's like, I know people go, you know, that's far away. Not really. It's really not that far back. Um, I mean, it's, it's almost 60 years ago. Yeah. But I mean, that's not in a, in a timeline. That's not that old. And it, oh yeah. I mean, well, it's a lot scary. of the stuff I'm talking about still happens today, which yes. is more scary. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it's it more just, scary, I think, to find out how far we haven't come in the time. Than, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, brought some good emotion, which I really like it when a movie gives me good emotion. Um, or makes me feel, I guess, best way to do it. Um, but, highly recommend it. Um, like I said, maybe half to one Space Herpes. Um, because it was kind of that hidden artsy film for the Academy that never even heard of. And they were like, oh, okay. Watched it and really, really good. Really like it. Uh, go see it. Uh, highly recommend it. Cool. Well, I've got two movies left, and I'm going to talk real quick about a graphic novel. Um, uh, sorry, a movie and TV series. You know what TV series guns. I'm sure we're going to touch on it a little bit, so let me know when you get there. <laughs> but after this, it's you until we get there. Um, I'm going to talk about... Uh, I've been wa- reading the Transformers series on uh, Kindle Unlimited. And I'd read the Robots in the Sky series and the More Than Meets the Eye series. And now I'm reading, like, the follow-up to one of them, which is called Lost Light, where they lose their spaceship and all. And I'm usually okay with these coming in blind, where I, like, stuff has always happened before and I don't get it because they're not complete. They don't have the full series on there. You have to pay more money for for Comixology Unlimited to read the rest. I'm not willing to pay more money on top of it. But uh, I started reading this, and uh, it's just not as good as the other ones. Like, the first book was a, was solid, but the second book, it's going into stuff about characters who, to my eyes, they just introduced, and I don't really care about. I mean, I'm sure they're going somewhere with it, but it's not as interesting, it's not as funny and as witty as the book that came before it. So, I'm going to give it a two and a half uh, space herpes tentatively right now. Because while I would have given the, uh, I think it's the Robots in Disguise, which is the one taking place on Cybertron, like a one and a half, because it's a little more serious and not as fun. And then the More Than Meets the Eye, which I believe is the one where they're going on the quest for Night Cybertron, like one space therapy, because it was super good. Uh, that perfect type of humor and wit in the middle of everything that we love generally. This just doesn't hit those marks, so. I would say, uh, unless you're really invested and you've gotten up to this point, I'd skip these. Um, there's plenty of other things that can eliminate. In fact, that's one of my New Year's resolutions to read more again because I need to read more. 
Uh, Gonzo, take it home until you get to uh, the one we're going to share, and then my last one. Which one are we going to share? The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, now I got quite a few. Uh, Lost in Space Season 2. Uh, binge watching the entire season, putting together hey, models. Um, if you like Season 1 of Lost in Space, you'll like Season 2. Uh, season 2 did have a small bit of um, issue where it was less about the Lost in Space and more Lost on a Spaceship uh, type thing. Uh, but it did have to do with more with the alien race and everything. Uh, a little bit more political intrigue, so I was kind of upset about that. Um, but it wasn't bad. Uh, season 2 wasn't as good as Season 1. Um, because they really didn't, they weren't really lost anywhere. Um, so it was kind of a, eh, type thing, but it was still good, fun, um, still great. Uh, the character, was it Posey Parker that plays Dr. Smith? Dr. Uh, Smith, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Smith, amazing. Um, she plays that role extremely well. Uh, she's my highlight of the series, because I just watch her and go, yeah, you're a fucking bitch, <laughs> type thing. But that's what you're supposed to feel. Uh, yes, and if so you I, don't hate Doctor Smith in all the right ways. They've <laughs> missed their mark. Yeah, and, and and she played it really well. She's she's my favorite part of the entire series. I like seeing her her bits and her things she does and how much she fucks with everybody. Um, I don't feel like they've missed the mark on a Doctor Doctor Smith. Yeah, Gary Oldman was great. Obviously, yeah. Jonathan Harris was fucking awesome. But I mean, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, like maybe two to two and a half space herpes, just because there wasn't any lost in space. They didn't go to any really cool planets or anything. It was more stuck on their giant spaceship. Uh, you do learn a bit more about the alien race that uh, the robot is um, and such. But for the most part, it was still good. Um, highly recommend it. Um, and like I said, season one was good. If you haven't watched it, season one's good. It's a good space, you know, series. Which we always need good sci-fi. Um, I watched Red Sparrow, which is a spy movie. Um, yes. And it wasn't bad. It, it, it kind of peaks with me around a two uh, space herpes because it's just kind of there. There were some cool parts. There were some real cringy parts. And there were some parts that were like, oh, damn. Um, but, I mean, overall, it was a good spy flick. If you, if you like spy movies, you'll definitely like it. Uh, like I said, it's not bad. Just there. Um, it's really hard to get really good spy movies nowadays because some of the stuff is just way off the deep end, um, or it's you know just there. So I mean, I, I liked it. Don't get me wrong; wasn't anything wrong with it. So about two space herpes. Um, then I watched the movie Long Shot. Um, I will not want to speak of that movie anymore. Uh, it is about the Secretary of State falling for uh, her kid she used to babysit when they were children and it's a oh, comedy oh god that one yeah yeah that looked like a train wreck it was it was a train wreck it was it was horrible it was it i think i maybe laughed once maybe twice it was supposed to be a romantic comedy and it was just bad um you're just like uh no so you know if you're it, it was just bad couldn't stand it i was like can this be over and be over now uh, uh so i'm pushing like a four space herpes on it um. Then uh, the next thing I watched was the new Robin Hood. Um. Uh, and Taron Edgerton. The what? Taron Edgerton. Yeah. Who was the other person that was in there with him? Um. Was it Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox. Yes. Um. And um. This movie fucking sucked. 
um, just for a simple fact that, okay, you got, you know, Robin of Loxley that is sitting there and he has to go to war in the Crusades. Got it. Cool. Um, so he's in a desert area wearing flak vests going through the Middle East like it's a Desert Shield, Desert Storm type environment because one of the uh, people that are trying to kill him has a repeating automatic ballista that shoots uh, arrows like 40 in 30 seconds. Or no, 40 in like 10 seconds more likely. Um, And they walk around like they're... Uh, modern-day American soldiers. Um, they actually use a flare on the end of a uh, arrow to call in uh, bombardment from catapults. Um, so they call in catapults like they would call in an airstrike. Um, but they wore actual flak vests. Um, everything about this movie is complete. Take physics and it you know, divorced physics a long time ago. Um, because all the bad guys had automatic repeating cross hand crossbows. Um, about the only realistic stuff was Robin Hood actually shot a bow. And he actually did it kind of decently because, you know, he had put like three arrows in his hands and would shoot and, you know, do stuff that I've seen people do in real life. Um, the costuming was horrible. The main actor wore a leather trench coat that looked like, or like a satin trench coat that he found, you know, at the shopping mall or something. It was, it was really bad. It was like, let's try to make this modern and hip. And you're just like, no, you just made it modern and shit. Um, it was really, really bad. I could not stand it. I was like, this has to go. This is just bad. Um, I couldn't stand I couldn't stand watching it. This is peaking at the four. It's another one of my turn it away, don't watch it, go away. Uh, I know there's some people are going to like, oh my God, this is so good because the action was so, you know, manly and powerful. And I was like, no, this was just crap. Um, Completely skip it. Don't do anything with it. Go away. Save your two and a half hours or whatever. um, And don't watch it at all. Um, Next one was Jumanji. Um, not the old one, the new one with, uh, the rock and, uh, everybody in it. And it wasn't bad. Um, wasn't great. Uh, I'd give it maybe like two space herpes. Um, the reason why I watched it, cause I saw that the new one came out the theater and I was like, Oh, I haven't seen the original one. And it was, it was, it wasn't bad. Um, Wait, are you talking about Jumanji? Yeah, Jumanji. It wasn't. You, you cut out. It, you, you didn't find that movie absolutely hilarious. It, it was good. There were some good jokes. There were some funny stuff. Yeah. There was some cringy stuff. But I mean, overall, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was great. I, yeah, it's I'm not gonna. One. Oh, I, I, I'm gonna go with the two because there were some of the things I was just like, eh. But it's definitely I would give you, I would recommend it to watch. Uh, type thing because there was actually some good scenes in it and the chemistry of the actors were really good. I'll say that much. Uh, of course, Jack Black is incredible uh, playing Jack a... Jack off the chain in that, holy moly. Uh, Jack Black playing a uh, 16-year-old uh, prissy princess girl is quite hilarious. <laughs> yes. Um, he's still one of my favorites. So, I mean, that was good. Um, liked it. 
didn't have a problem with it. Like I said, it's maybe a two pushing it, but it was it was decent. I would I could watch it again. So real quick uh, before you go, the next one, Gilbert Mondragon recommended you watch Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I've seen it. Um, okay, sorry, I was, was kind of reading some of the chat. Uh, yeah, I just want to make sure that wasn't missed. Gotcha. Uh, I haven't watched <clears throat> watched that in a long time, but yes, uh, like I said, the spy movie was just okay. It was it was decent. Um, I'm not going to argue with it. Um, that's all I have besides uh, the Mandalorian. The last episode of Mandalorian, and then you have so, yours. We need to get to yours. So I know you're going to rant for about forty five minutes. Spoiler free on the Mandalorian se- episode eight. Man, that was really good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, and man, the internet community hates Jason Sudeikis for punching Baby Yoda. <laughs> I will tell you what, the very first, what, five or ten minutes with the speeder bikes. Oh, um, my God. That was incredible. I will yes, say it, that was fun. And it, and it plays great in there. Um, I will say this. I said this to some guys at uh, lunch yesterday. Taiko Watiti, who who directed this episode is really getting his game down. I really thought Ragnarok was all over the place and a little too much undercutting every serious scene with humor was a terrible decision in that movie. It sort of took some of the weight away. He is nailing it with these episodes he's doing of the Mandalorian because he's, the humor is at just the right point. You're not taking anything away from any of the scenes with the humor he's really nailing it. It's great seeing him grow as a director just through this. You know what? I I was watching the the speeder bike scene and it reminded me of the uh, scene in the old cartoon Wizards of Fritz. uh, Him and that guy arguing. I don't know if anybody remembers the movie Wizards, uh, the cartoon. And and there's a scene where these two guys are talking about um, the current state of where everything's going and it reminded me of that scene in Wizards which just cracked me up. But yeah, the, the speeder bike scene was, it was a classic in my opinion. Uh, everything yeah, else leading great. up to it was really good. Um, I, I, I give the, the series season one, uh, negative one space herpes. Negative one space herpes. Um, I liked it. I, I zero space herpes type thing. It was really good. Uh, can't wait to see more. There are some things that you're like, you wouldn't expect from a star Wars series type thing because everybody's like oh this is star wars it has to be serious but they're just like no you don't this is just really good uh yeah, just solid good. solid solid yeah. solid very enjoying it yes so now for the elephant in the room <laughs> i'm gonna just sit um, back and sip my uh scotch while you do this so uh last weekend at lunch uh my boys norin and immortan joe decided that we should all go see cats together <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure how this came about but uh, Joe was the main instigator of it, and then um, Norrin jumped in, and uh, then they drug me down to their level. So, hey, I saw cats this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the bright side, we, we watched cats, then we went to Genghis Grill and had some nice lunch, and we recorded something. I'm not sure what the sound quality is going to be like, so you guys might see something else released uh, as like a separate thing coming up soon. I gotta listen to the sound quality, see what it sounds like, see if it's worth releasing or not. Uh, if not, I will do. 
I, if not, I will recount our, our ideas to everyone. But I really want, I hope it's releasable because uh, Morton Joe is really good. I hope to get him on some sort of podcast at some point because he's he's really good. He's got good good uh, voice for it and a very good uh, way of presenting his uh, information. But on to Cats. So, I'm sure Cats is a wonderful musical and there are lots of musical numbers. In fact, there are too many fucking musical numbers because it's all musical numbers. There is nary 10 minutes go by where they're not fucking singing again. <laughs> and that's fine in a musical, but this is a fucking movie. You're supposed to be bringing it all together. And it it's not really coherent. At no point does it really explain for the average person what the fuck is going on. You really have to get context clues and sort of like, what are they? I don't know what they're talking about. Just let it roll. And eventually it all comes together at the end, but that's not how you make a movie. And honestly, whoever greenlit this fucking movie is crazy. They should have looked at this and been like, wait, wait, this doesn't make any coherent sense. What sense? What the fuck are you doing? So did they just assume that everyone in the world has, seen Cats the musical and knows everything about it. Well, that or they made a $100 million movie for a very niche audience. Because, I mean, so apparently I know things from Cats. Yeah. Just, like, I know some of the songs, I apparently know some of the names because I've heard them before. I don't know where, but they're in my head. I'm like, oh, that name's familiar to me. But that doesn't mean I know Cats. I'm like, what's going on i'm just yeah. waiting for something to be explained and most of it isn't fucking explained till the end and there are points <laughs> for this movie yeah at the end they're like too late like i i gave up on life all like i mean <laughs> there are a couple times where so three or four times in a movie i reached over to my right tapped Nora on the shoulder and just gave him the middle finger <laughs> <laughs> like various points in the movie and once it's only passed along so he tapped Joe on the shoulder on the side of him and gave him the middle finger <laughs> I know at some point I got a message from you after you uh, had gone into the movie and it just said fuck that was after the movie we had walked out of the movie <laughs> because as I said earlier in our earlier portion I made sure before the movie started that Joe and Norn were aware people are here trying to enjoy the movie yep. we're not going to ruin that for them correct because, let, let, let's get this straight. Cats as a musical is an amazing musical. Yes, sure. If you say so. Well, as a movie, it's fuck awful. Yeah. It's just... So, it is nonsensical at points because you don't know what's going on. It is not really so much a story or plot as in things that are happening. I mean, it ends up being a story or plot, but you don't know that till the end. You're like... Uh, they're meeting all these cats. I don't know what they're meeting them for. Like, if I'd read, like, the cliff notes on cats, maybe I'd have an idea, but I don't. This is... What's what's this about? And there's a scene with singing cockroaches that's just like, what the fuck is going on? Am I on drugs? This is what being on drugs is like, right? <laughs> and I tried. I tried against everything to try and get them to let me drink beforehand and then pick me up but that didn't work so I was so cold sober during it and wow it's so I'm not going to tell you the plot because it's not really a plot I'm not going to tell you a story because there's not I mean there's a story but fuck it's just a bunch of musical numbers 
spliced together with no explaining who everyone is. You sort of get the idea that Idris Elbus is a bad guy. But you don't know what or why. They don't explain a fucking thing. And in a musical, it's probably okay because you're not looking for that. You want the musical numbers that are all sort of meshed together I mean, by to be honest, basic in, threats. In a musical, you do actually have a story. Yeah, not this one. I, I feel like, again, I feel like the musical has a story, and maybe they just assumed that because it was so popular on Broadway for so many years that everybody has seen it and knows that. Possibly, I don't know, but, but, but they, they just completely failed. So not one song in there had any emotional impact to me because I had no fucking clue what was going on. Even the end where they're singing memories and it's supposed to be this big touching thing. I didn't fucking care because there's no context on why this cat was so sad and has terrible memories. Besides, apparently she used to be a big deal and then sided with the bad guy and was no longer a big deal. But they don't explain any of that. So I don't fucking care. I'm just like, <laughs> cool, you're saying, get the fuck out of here. Are we done? No, we're not done. Because then, you know, watch her fly out in the space, watch the bad guy lose, and then you have Judy Dench fucking address the camera directly and they have to sing another fucking song on how to address cats. I don't even that's, fucking care. Like, this is the end of the movie. Just fucking end. Don't tell me how to address mystifies. cats. I don't fucking care. <laughs> it mystifies me so much because a lot of those actors are, are actors that I love in other things. Oh. I, I am not going to say anyone phoned it in. I don't feel like anyone phoned it in in this. I feel like they were going up to the maximum potential of the source material was presented yeah, to them, but yeah. it wasn't fucking any good source material for a movie. Hey, Juice I mean, Box. Idris Elba's putting it into it. Judy Dench is putting it into it, but I will say Judy Dench in fucking that cat CGI slash makeup is fucking nightmare fuel. <laughs> you can't unsee that shit. It's just like, I... Ooh. And the so, way they, they, they nuzzle up against each other like cats do, but they're still people. It's just, like, fucking creepy. You want to take a shower afterwards. You're like, I'm were not they sure. All, uh, were they all CGI'd yes. so that there was, like, a cat sort of uh, They were all costumes that CGI'd to be sort of catty. Yeah. So it was, was it almost like an Uncanny Valley sort of thing? No, there was no Uncanny Valley. It was just odd because it was just... Some of them look fine, like the, the the main actress, I don't remember her name, or the guy. They were all fine. It's just like some of them, like Judy Dench, some of the other ones just didn't look, this just, just didn't look good. It's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, everything, going on? What, all the people, their fursuits were CGI. That's the reason why they had to redo yeah. a, a, a new splice into it and update the movie, because there was one person that was still in a suit, in the green suit, and wasn't CGI'd. Uh, there was Judy Dench's hand uh, that wasn't CGI'd. It was a human hand. There was but, problems where like people weren't walking on things; they were walking above things. There was there was some really bad CGI uh, issues with the entire thing. But someone who like really loved cats must ride. notice that shit and mention it because I wouldn't have noticed. Fuck. So on a scale of uh, Casablanca to Atlantic Rim, you mean on a scale from Casablanca to cats, it rates cats. Oh! <laughs> even worse than Atlantic Rim. I, if given the choice, I have no choice but to watch one of these two movies 
I would watch Atlantic Rim because it is shorter and it makes more sense. All right, we have a new scale here, folks. <laughs> yes, Atlantic Rim has been toppled. Five space burpees, and God have mercy on your soul. Don't watch this fucking movie. <laughs> like, like I, I will say, the Taylor Swift scene in it, she may be the best singer in it, and that sort of thing is Judy Dench is a little old, and her voice isn't what it used to be. And so her songs are, and some of the songs are just weird because they don't, they're not like full songs. It's like songs, but they stop them to do sound effects or, or whatever with the environment. And it really robs them, robs some of those of their punch. And that's terrible. You can't let a musical movie do that. You have to have the song go through and then do all your bullshit. Well, because someone was saying, um, like Jennifer Hudson, like sang her ass off in this. Um, Jennifer yeah, but it was just overshadowed because it was so fucking stupid. Just so poorly put together. Yes. Uh, That's she too was, bad. Yeah, Griselda. That's she, too bad. She did kind of sing her ass off, but it, it just didn't work. I don't... That song gave me nothing. It didn't hit me in the, the heart at all. So much talent there, except for in the uh, writer's hands. No talent there. Like, some of it is... I don't know. It is... Should not have been made. You should have just taken one of the best performances of Cats and just recorded that and released it on DVD. You would have made a lot more money for a lot less. It's going to be a flop. $100 million is too much. Like I said, even with Taylor Swift scenes being the most musically capable, musically adept, it was still mm-hmm. weird because this catnip scene and they got cats just, they just acted. It was all weird. Why are you having people acting like cats? You, you need to have a sort of you need to. There's a level where people act similar to, but not just like. That's not creepy. When you go all the way to, you're like, that is creepy as fuck, and I don't need that in my life. You, you didn't like the cat orgy? It, it wasn't really even an orgy. <laughs> I think Doran said that cat girls are ruined for him forever. <laughs> and he likes that talk. <laughs> yeah. I know someone. Was, yeah, there, I, one of the things was people was complaining is. Uh, why? Why did uh, Taylor Swift's cat has boobs and nobody else did? That is a thing I didn't notice. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, Taylor Swift's cat was the only cat that had boobs. <laughs> yeah, I did notice they didn't have boobs. I didn't notice that she did. Um, I I don't know. Fuck this movie. Fuck the people that made this movie. Fuck the people that thought this movie was a good movie, or thought this, that thought this movie was a good idea. If you enjoyed it, by all means, I'm happy you enjoyed it. No one else ever watched this fucking movie. <laughs> now, people are saying that this movie is going to turn into, um, like, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, where people are going to do certain things during it, or, you no. know, it's going to be one of these cult classics. Rocky Horror Picture Show is watchable by itself. This movie is fuck awful. People aren't going to watch this and do anything. It's going to disappear as a Pluto Nash level of fucking bust. <laughs> They could only pray that it becomes Rocky Horror Picture Show. It is not. It's it. It doesn't have any of the redeeming features. Jesus Christ! Tim Curry would have made this movie ten times better just by showing up. <laughs> Even after his stroke. Even after his stroke. Fuck! You can take. Like it's worse. You see, like through Ian McKellen in there. You're like, you were Gandalf for fuck's sake. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, oh, 
For fuck's sake, why? That's why I was saying I've seen Judy Dench be spectacular in so many things. And all these other people, Idris Elba, incredibly talented. And then, and I was looking forward to it. And then I'm starting to read things about it. And I'm like, ooh, ooh. So, as Morton Joe said, cats was so bad I donated to the SBCA. I felt like it set feline kind back at least 5,000 years. (laughs) He literally donated. He showed me the receipt. He donated the SBCA afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's bad. I wasn't going to rate it the worst movie, but the more we talked about it, it's $100 million. How do you fuck up this bad with $100 million? I mean, spoiler for listeners to my end of year movie review, this is the worst movie I saw all year. Fucking Robo Vampire is safe. (laughs) Fucking Beastmaster is a treat. (laughs) No, we're not even agreed. I'd rather watch Firewalker. And that's saying something. That movie was pretty fuck awful, too. Punisher Warzone? I might have to lower that. I don't know if I want to... I'd watch Punisher Warzone instead, too. That's that's the list of my worst movies of the year. Very... (laughs) Jesus. Alright, guys. Well, guys, that is our uh, episode for the night. Uh, We appreciate it. Our next episode will be (laughs) our New Year's Hobby Resolution episode. We're going to talk about what our uh, resolutions for the hobbies are and just whatever we have for resolutions no matter what. Uh, so for all of us, thank I'm you John. for joining us. No, you're not. I thank am. Thank you, everybody, for Good hanging night. out with us for so long. <laughs> for more than nice, I'm Gonzo. Thank you. Don't watch Cats. I'm Kathy. Good night. Cats. <laughs> we appreciate your sacrifice, John. <laughs> Way to take one Gilbert, for the happy year. Like, do I even pay for my lunch? And I'm still not sure it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs>